What is up, my friends? Welcome back to Where's the Handbook, your not-so-professional guide on how to handle life's unexpected twists. I'm your host, Elizabeth Johnson, and you guys, I apologize. It's been a hot minute since I've come out with an episode. Life has just been so wild, and I can't wait to tell you about it. But I was kind of feeling like I was forcing an episode to come out when I wasn't really feeling it the past week or so and found myself in a conversation today planned on recording today already but then found myself in a conversation that like was icing on the cake for like yes okay I know where I'm going with this let's go boom and I never want to put out an episode where I feel like I'm not proud of it and last week trying to come up with episode seven I was it was nothing I was like super stoked on so I was like all right Now I know that I need to wait until I'm feeling the feelings that I'm feeling right now because I'm amped for this. I'm so excited. This is going to be great. And I'm back recording in the Highlander. Everything's great. And I'm so excited. But anyway, life update on me. Um, Still single, still not on dating apps, still chilling, living my best life. Haven't been in the water as much as I have wanted to recently. Um, I need to get on that for sure. Weather's been kind of strange in Hawaii. It's been really overcast um, for the past couple days. Raining. Well, it always rains where I'm at on island. But yeah. Um, Also, (laughs) you guys, my job is hilarious. And I'm trying to figure out how to tell you about it without really telling you about it. Because I don't know if that's allowed and I don't want to get sued. But basically, I work with kiddos, right? One in particular. And basically today was just an interesting day. This kid whips out his wallet. He's got like 300 bucks in his wallet. Keep in mind, this kid is 10, right? And I'm like, what in the world? And he is always talking about betting and making money. He's always trying to bet me on things. And I've kind of just put two and two together. He has 200 chickens at home. I'll let you put those pieces together in your mind. But basically, I realized that I'm in the wrong business and I should probably get involved in some illegal gambling on island because it's clearly a lucrative business and I'm interested. So yeah, (laughs) I'm just kidding. But I mean, I'm not kidding about the story, but I am low key joking about getting involved in it. But anyway, um... 2021 has been crazy off the bat. That's just been my work drama the past since I've been back from Richmond. But other than that, life is going pretty damn well. Um, For all my dry January friends out there, the month is almost over. My dry January started on the 3rd since I was in Richmond. But um, I also made a decision that I was not going to drink until I was debt free. So there's that. Honestly, can't say that I've missed it. Um, I mean, I'm still having fun. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just not drinking. And it's been super nice. I've obviously been saving a ton of money. I realize how much money I've spent on alcohol. And oh my gosh, it's actually cringeworthy. (laughs) But um, 
but yeah, those are some of the goals I made for myself. Uh, you know, sober until oh, not drinking until I'm debt free. Came home from Richmond, paid off all my credit card debt, took care of that. That's been great. Capital One stopped calling me, which is awesome. Um, and yeah, I've just you know been doing a ton of self reflecting, a lot of journaling. Um, I've realized that while I've journaled my whole life, my journaling has really just been the stories of my life and storytelling. Whereas now my new journals have been a really deep dive into some self-reflection stuff. And it's been interesting to say the least. It's been very eye-opening and I'm learning a lot. I've always considered myself a very self-aware person but let me tell you within the past couple weeks there's just been a lot more that have surfaced and that I've been unraveling and trying to figure out and like I mentioned I don't have health insurance and I would go to a therapist but here we are in the Highlander so (laughs) this is my therapy but anyway no life is great I've um you know I'm not drinking I've really been trying to grind um you know things it's just been great and I hope your your 2021 has been treating you well so far too um but yeah it's been a minute since I've put out an episode the last two episodes were soupy were soupy were super heavy for me um you know if you listen to the previous episodes you know that like I hadn't seen my brother since I left Richmond and he's been sober since I left so that was just a very huge thing for me to witness. I mean, granted, I talk to my brother almost every day. So, you know, it was just very moving for me and really kicked off this journey of self-reflection for me, which was great. Um, And I'm really looking forward to where it leads me. I think that at the end of the day, this has been a huge healing process for me. And I'll never forget when I first told my brother that I wanted to do a podcast, I said, I told him my idea behind it and everything. And he said to me, he was like, you know what? At the end of the day, if it's just something that helps you heal and process and move on, then go for it. And that's honestly exactly what this podcast has been. And I didn't, I like took his, him saying that. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, whatever. But I've realized like, holy shit. Yeah. Talking about things really does help. Imagine that. Can you believe that? I like, wow. Obviously. (laughs) So yeah, um, those last two episodes and especially David's episode mainly. Guys, the responses that I've gotten, seriously, this is why I'm doing this. The amount of people that reached out that said, wow, I can either relate to me or David And it was just really moving. Everybody knows an addict. The amount of messages that I got saying, wow, holy shit, my aunt, uncle, cousin, sister, brother, niece, nephew, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, whoever, neighbor, classmate, teacher, whatever. You know, the amount of people that reached out and were like, yeah, wow, I can relate. You know, this is why we need to be talking about this, you guys. Like, I had a couple people also reach out and say, you know, I really want to advocate on behalf of mental health. I really want to advocate on behalf of addiction recovery. I really want to advocate on behalf of blank, blank, whatever. 
but I don't know how. I got a couple of those messages or like I've never known how to talk about my brother's addiction or my cousin's addiction, whatever. And honestly, me too. That's been me my entire life up until this point. I've obviously been involved with somebody in recovery that struggles with addiction since, you know, I was 13, 14 years old. But I haven't known how to talk about it or deal with it or advocate on behalf of resources or, you know, that there is help out there and available. And I think that at the end of the day, it comes down to this exact thing, having conversations with people. You know, I also had people reach out that were like, wow, you know, this was super eye opening for me. I had people of all different ages. My general, according to my demographics on my analytics is like, you know, the 27, 30 age range uh, is like probably over 50 percent. But I also do have a lot of parents that listen to this, you know, like my friend's parents have reached out to me saying like, holy shit. Yeah, you know, and maybe one day, fingers crossed, I could rope my parents into getting on. And that's just a whole nother perspective that I think would be amazing. But um, we'll see. I talked about the whole privacy issue in my family. But yeah, like this message has been heard by so many people. And, you know, we're all different, but this is something that we can relate on. And it starts with a conversation and it starts also with researching things. Google, you guys, lives in our pockets. And that's something in 2021 that I've really tried or am trying to do as well. And it's also a problem with Where's the Handbook because I feel like I've turned each episode into almost like a research project. I get obsessed with trying to have all the answers and trying not to offend anybody and try to see things from all point of views. And I got really, really fixated on that. I really was like, no, I need to be per like I like I mentioned in a previous episode, I've become like a perfectionist with this. And I'm trying not to be I'm trying, you know, I'm my podcast is about being real and authentic. And while it is that I need to not harp on trying to be very, you know, perfect in what I say. And you know, I do think that it starts with a conversation. And I think that this that David's episode has led to that. I've I've engaged in so many conversations with people about this since David's episode has been released. And, you know, this was just me scratching the surface, you guys, because like I said about research, I'm digging and I want to tackle Narcan. I want to tackle Big Pharma. I want to tackle resources. I want to tackle the opioid epidemic in general. And Big Pharma is huge for me. And I actually just ordered a book on Amazon. Um, My brother recommended it. It's called Dreamland. I think there's a subtitle to it too. I can't remember. I'll link it in uh, Instagram and on this when I release this episode tonight. But um, freaking Amazon said it won't be here till February 10th, which I think is insane. But whatever. But once I read that book and do a little bit more research, I feel like I'll have a lot more to report on with Big Pharma. But I think that this is where the conversation starts, you know, like people don't like people see addicts and are like, oh, you know, like whatever. But there's so much more to addiction and there's so much more to recovery and there's so much more that we can do about, you know, educating families about warning signs like 
you know, there's so much more with big pharma and like, yeah, we need to stop prescribing kids and people with, you know, hardcore pain meds when they get out of a surgery. Like this is, I've heard so many stories that that's where it all began. Like, oh, I had a back surgery. I had a this surgery. Like, okay, stop prescribing those things. Let's educate people on things. Let's give kids more space to talk about stress and trauma. Like we need to have, and this is a conversation that I got in with somebody today. We were talking about these topics and it's like, you know, recovery and addiction is not just, you know, waking up one day and being like, okay, cool. I'm going to be sober piece of cake. No, it's an everyday struggle that these people are facing. And it's a complete like 180 in your brain on how to navigate life. And, you know, it's unlearning addictive behaviors. It's, you know, retraining the brain. And this is why support, you know, 12 step programs, support groups, everything. This is why these are important. And seeking professional help is a must. And that access is not widely available and we need to have access to these services and you know and that's something that I really want to tackle like I am very passionate about this but I don't want to just get on this podcast and start talking about it as if I know things when in the grand scheme of things I know like nothing (laughs) I know what I've heard from David I know what I've heard through various things but now I'm really sitting here and I'm like no I want to know and I want to talk about it And I'm going to educate myself and I'm going to talk about it on this platform in hopes that maybe y'all will Google some shit or maybe, you know, this this is where you get your information from. So I don't want to speak ignorantly. I want to know what I'm talking about. And that's why I'm diving into these things. And, you know, Narcan's a whole nother issue that I want to tackle. Big Pharma being the main one. But um, Narcan as well. You know, David... David knows a lot about that. Like he mentioned, Narcan has saved his life on numerous times. And I watched this documentary on Netflix a couple weeks ago after I got back from Richmond. And overall, I give it like a six out of 10. But it was super interesting. But it talked about Narcan and kind of a little bit of the politics behind it. And, you know, it was really interesting. I'll link that to um on social media in this episode. It was on Netflix. It was pretty interesting, but um but yeah, I think there are other ones out there too that I'm like researching, but yeah, it just starts with these conversations and they're hard and they're difficult, but I'm going to dive into it and I'm looking forward to it. It's again something I feel very passionate about. I have so many ideas in my head on where I want to take this. And obviously this isn't like, where's the handbook isn't turning into like a only going to talk about addiction and recovery. But this is just one of the topics that I talked about from the beginning. That is real life shit that is happening. People are dying. Things are not in place in order to help these people. You know, I'm about it. So sorry, I kind of went on a rant there. I just think that David's episode scratched the surface for something so much bigger and I'm going to do my research and I encourage everyone else like not even when it comes to addiction and recovery just like any topic any topic that you feel like you don't know a whole lot about like literally Google lives in our pocket like whatever I've been trying to get better about that and instead of aimlessly scrolling through Instagram at night I've started you know 
really spending my time in other areas, I guess you could say. But anyway, moving on, just saying like David's episode was such or so well received. And I just thank you guys for listening so much. And, you know, like I said in my preface, that was like kind of a different style because I was just in a whole different mood, headspace, everything with that. But that episode honestly was so pivotal for me in how my journey of 2021 has been. And we're not even done with January yet, but I'm just so hyped for this year, you guys. I think this is going to be a crazy year for me and just in my in my journey with myself and and how I'm growing and what I'm discovering and learning. And it's super exciting. And I encourage you guys to do the same for sure. It's been it's been crazy. But anyway, yeah, recovery and addiction is kind of a taboo topic. And I think that that's kind of where I want to go with Where's the Handbook. I think that there is no topic that is off the table. And, you know, in talking to my friends and, you know, when people ask me, you know, oh, what's your podcast about? I'm like, I really don't know where to go with that. I'm like, because here's where it started. Here's where it's going. And... I don't really know how to answer that question. We just talk about things. At the end of the day, it's a storytelling podcast, but I do want to tackle some taboo topics. And I'm curious as to what you guys consider taboo. I mean, for me, I think that addiction um, is a taboo topic. Mental health uh, has a huge stigma around it. And that that's something that's going to be an ongoing theme too is mental health for sure. Um for me, a taboo topic is sex. And I'm already cringing with saying that sentence out loud because I'm super uncomfortable and I hate it. But, um, you know, I think that's a taboo topic that we can talk about. And that comes with being super vulnerable. And that's super awkward because I hate being vulnerable. But honestly, I started a podcast. Y'all are learning my life. If you listen to David's episode, you heard me cry cringe oh my god if that hasn't put me in the most vulnerable situation ever I don't know that's so awkward oh god (laughs) it's so awkward yikes it's funny because I sit here and I record this episode and I'm having a conversation with myself right but then I upload it to the internet and then it's like whoever wants to listen to it will listen to it so whatever right and then People come up to me, and I mean, people DM me all the time about different episodes and about topics and about, you know, what the episode did for them or what they learned or who they shared it with or what conversations it sparked in their life, anything. But then I'll run into people who are like acquaintances, you know, and they're like, oh, like I listened to your podcast. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, shit. It, I love it. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely love it. But it's so funny to me because I'm just like, oh, yikes. Like, of course, the first thing that comes to mind is like, fuck, you've heard me cry. This is so awkward. Like, I don't even know your last name and you're telling me this like, God damn it. But um, but no, I do. I do love it. And this is part of my healing process and being vulnerable is steps in growth and and everything. And I I'm excited for this and I can already I can see a clear difference in myself already from who I was before crying at the stoplight saying that I'm starting a podcast to now I can already see the growth and it's 
so exciting. And, you know, I looked for my creative outlet back. But in that, I think that I also, you know, I also found my voice again. Um, My confidence has skyrocketed in just talking about things like it's like I said it's crazy right (laughs) but um but yeah taboo topics for real um sex being one of them and I feel like I just need to rip the band-aid off and send it because I don't know how else to do it and so yeah um I've got a really good story for you guys that I actually had completely forgotten about until it was after I got back from Richmond. I think I was talking to my roommate and I was like, we were talking about the podcast and we were talking about different topics that we were going to cover or that I wanted to cover or that she thought, hey, this could be super interesting. You should think about that. And I was like, oh, good idea. And then when sex got brought up, I was like, oh, cringe. Nope. Next. Not going to do it. But I think I am going to do it. So And then that's how I realized this story. And to preface this story, obviously you guys got like a snippet of my background and how I was raised in a missionary household and, you know, obviously in a Christian household. um, I had a very interesting view of sex and everything in that and what I was taught. And honestly, some of the feedback that I've gotten from from some people... um, that's a whole nother episode about being raised how I was raised, but, um, which is not a bad thing by any means, just so we're clear, like absolutely loved my childhood, loved my life, adore my parents. Awesome. Nothing wrong there. But in my view, view and version and idea and whatever of sex growing up, it was just very interesting and we can dive into all of that, but this is a story I have for you guys that I remembered and it's hilarious because it involves the ex and I just have to tell you. So, and I've already been vulnerable and cried, so I figured I've got nothing to lose. Anyway, so where do I even begin? Um, let's see. I... When I dated my ex, he was the second person I ever dated, ever dated, ever been with, anything like that. And I was very uncomfortable with the idea of sex, again, just because of how I was raised and what I was taught growing up. Um, I don't really remember ever having a conversation. My mom told me that we did have the sex talk once. I don't remember it. I I literally probably just was traumatizing, so I blocked it out. But anyway... Um, so going into this relationship with my ex, you know, I met him when I was on vacation. We know that story, blah, blah, blah. So I come back from my vacation in Hawaii and I'm like, cool. I know I'm moving to Hawaii this summer because I'm so in love. So I need to pick up an extra side gig. I was already a bartender. I was like, I need to pick up a side gig. Cool. I'm going to become an Uber driver, right? Great idea. Easy money, whatever. So I become an Uber driver I was an Uber driver for like maybe a month because I had the most traumatizing Uber ride or Uber guest of my life. And that's what I'm going to tell you about. So I have this warped idea of sex, right? And like super awkward, super uncomfortable, super weird about it. I don't know, whatever. I've changed since then. Again, this is like teeny bopper Elizabeth, like 21 years old. 
So I meet my ex on vacation. Everything's great, whatever. I guess we're talking, flirting, whatever. Um, And I can't remember timeline-wise. But anyway, my girlfriends, who are still my friends but also want to slap you in the face for this, my girlfriends got it in my head that I should know his body count, right? Which I know all of you right now are probably like, no, don't do it. Why did you do it? And again, teeny bopper Elizabeth has like that never even crossed my mind. I'm like, wait, what? Like people don't do that. Like, what do you mean? Body count, whatever. So anyway, these girls get it in my head that I need to ask him. So of course I'm like, oh, what? Like, okay. So I go and I ask him. He didn't lie to me. He told me. Biggest mistake of my entire life. And if you're even teetering on the fence of asking, let me just go ahead and tell you now, don't do it. It'll ruin everything for you. And not only did I already have this like warped idea of sex in my mind after learning what I learned, now I definitely have this weird, uncomfortable, insecure doubting everything in my life existence idea in my head. So I learned the number, whatever. It was high. I mean, I think like whatever is high. So anyway, moving on. So I become an Uber driver, right? I learned his number. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll accept that. Move on. I'm in love with him. So whatever. I don't really care. So it's like a Thursday afternoon. Maybe it was, no, it's probably a Thursday afternoon. And it's like right before happy hour, it's about 3.30. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go out and I'm going to Uber for a couple hours, Um, whatever. So I'm driving a 2016 Ford Escape Pearl White, just to paint the picture for you. Loved that car, named him Trooper. He looked like a stormtrooper. But anyway, so I go out Ubering for the day. I literally turn on, and this is in Richmond. For my Richmond folks, I'm Ubering around the fan, obviously. Turn on my Uber. I lived on Monument and Strawberry. So ding, 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 got a hit in the museum district for a pickup right up the road. So cool. Take Monument up the road, turn off into the museum district, get to the house, put on my blinkers. Cool. Ding, ding, ding. I'm here. Hello. So these two girls come out to the car and they hop in. And it's, again, right before happy hour. And they were, like, super, like, you know, happy, laughy, whatever. And I'm in my head, I'm like, okay, they've probably been drinking whatever. I don't know. And so they're getting in the car. And let's just call them. I don't want to use Elizabeth because that's me. But let's just use, like, Jessica and Sarah. Just pulled those names out of nowhere. Let's call them Jessica and Sarah. So Jessica's the one that ordered the Uber, right? So I'm like, hey, are you Jessica? She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is Sarah. Like, that's how I knew that they were drinking. I was like, who the hell introduces the person that they're with to their Uber driver? Whatever. So Jessica and Sarah hop in the back seat of my Ford Escape and they're going down to the bottom. And for my Richmond people, you understand where I'm talking about. So they're going down to the bottom to the bars for happy hour, you know, So I start a conversation with them like any Uber driver does. And this is, again, is in 2016 as well. But, um, so I'm like, 
hey, like, how are y'all? Like, what are y'all getting into? Whatever. And they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, we shared a bottle of wine before this Uber ride because, like, we're meeting up with some college friends. Sarah's in town visiting me. Uh, We went to college together and we haven't seen each other since we graduated. So she's just down here for the weekend and we're going down to whatever bar um, to go meet up with some college friends as, like, a little mini reunion. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I'm like, oh, cool, great. Um, yeah, so y'all haven't seen each other since you graduated. Like, where did you guys go to college? And so Jessica's like, oh, we, uh, we went to the University of Delaware. And Sarah now works in Hoboken um, doing whatever the fuck Sarah does in Hoboken. Anyway, and she's like, and then I got a job in Richmond, so I moved down here post-graduation. And I'm like, oh, cool. Um, yeah, what, they went to University of Delaware. Cool. So I was like, oh, what year did y'all graduate? And they're like, oh, uh, we graduated in 2014. And I'm like, okay, cool. Um, I know somebody who graduated from the University of Delaware in 2014. And, um, but there's like no way in hell that you would know him. Like, it's a freaking university. Like, how many people go there? Whatever. So I just mentioned that. I'm like, oh, cool. I know somebody who graduated, you know, 2014 from UD. And, they were like, oh my gosh, who? And so I say his name. Obviously, it's my ex who I had just met on vacation, come back to Richmond, decide to pick up an extra gig because I'm moving for the summer, you know, because I'm in love. And he didn't know that yet. But thinking that there's no way in hell that, you know, they know him. And also, after I learned the information that I learned that I never should have asked. Keep that in mind. So they're like, hmm. And they like think about his name for a second. And then Jessica goes, oh my God, Sarah, isn't that the fraternity boy that you fucked that one night at that? Like, I don't know if it was a toga party or what the hell it was. Isn't that that guy that you had sex with that one night? Um, and then Sarah's like, Oh my God, Jessica, you're so right. Oh my God, that was so awkward. And then like the next morning when he walked me to my car, I like slapped his butt thinking it would be funny. And he like totally did not think it was funny. And it was like a super awkward hug goodbye. Like, okay, bro, like, thanks for the sex. Like, see you later, whatever. And these two bitches are in the back of my Uber and I have like five minutes left to drop them off. And I'm like, wow. Okay. Little innocent, insecure Elizabeth who just learned that her soon to be boyfriend who's been with like X amount of people, which was like that whole number more than me pretty much. (laughs) Um, and now this bitch that he fucked in college is literally in the backseat of my car. Get the fuck out of my Uber. Like, what? It was, I was mind blown, y'all. I was like, wow, what are the odds that my girlfriends get this in my head that I should ask his body count number? And then I, d- that was like, a couple weeks, but maybe even like a month before. And so I like, I'm driving myself insane, being super insecure about myself and my lack of experience or whatever you want to call it. And then I decide to like go out Ubering this day, 
happen to pick up these girls who one of them just happens to be visiting Richmond for the weekend who actually lives in fucking Jersey and they happen to get me of all people that are out Ubering and you fucked the dude that I'm about to date for the next four years. Like what are the odds? Like I had completely forgotten about this story until I brought it up to my roommate and I just think it's hilarious and I think it's even funnier now because back then like yeah I was super insecure about once I learned like body count and I realized that people viewed sex as like literally a credit card transaction like not saying paying for sex I'm saying something as easy as swiping a card but it's just like that mindset to me was like so foreign and so mind-blowing for little teeny bopper 21 year old Elizabeth Johnson to grasp and I was just like holy shit what have I got myself into like and it's crazy because I was talking to Barney after I remembered this story I called Barney because I was like dude do you remember this shit Oh, P.S. That was the last Uber drive I ever did of my life because I was literally scarred. I was like, literally, what are the odds that this would happen to me? Screw this. Like, that's just crazy. Like, that's just so, of course, of course that would happen to me. Like, it's just so crazy. So anyway, so I was talking to Barney about it the other day and... And I was like, dude, do you remember that? And Barney and I were like kind of friends at this point because this was like right before I moved to Hawaii um, that first summer. And she was like, no, Elizabeth, like she was like seeing that side of you was crazy because I'm typically a pretty confident gal, like just in in general like I'm very very easygoing I'm very loud I can be obnoxious I have severe ADHD I'm just like all over the place energetic usually happy you know and so she was like to see you be like insecure about something and to be like you know weird about it she was like it was super interesting and I'll have to get her like well Barney's gonna be on again and we can talk about all kinds of shit but like she was like that was really weird seeing you like that. And I was like, yeah, dude, it was weird for me to feel like that. And, but now obviously I'm 26. Um, and I've learned a lot in that area to say the least. But, um, but yeah, I just think that, you know, I had this misconception and, you know, I, I had this idea in my head and, you know, being raised in a Christian household and stuff like that. Originally, I fully intended on, you know, saving myself for marriage. That was something that I 100% saw and wanted to do and didn't even really cross my mind that it would ever even be an option to happen before marriage, to be completely honest, because that's how, you know, that's just what I thought. And um, obviously didn't hate to be to break that. hopefully my parents aren't listening. Awkward. Um, but yeah, so I just had this really different view on sex and now I definitely have a really different view on sex. Um, especially after being cheated on whatever, if you will, if you won't, whatever you want to call it. Um, 
But yeah, that's just one story of many. I had to tell you guys that because I was just like, holy shit, I forgot that this happened to me. What are the fucking chances? Like, oh, and of course they asked me. Okay, so, oh yeah, I forgot this minor detail. After they were like, oh my God, yeah, that's that dude I fucked that night. Uh, So awkward. How do you know him? I'm like, oh shit. I was like, um... Yeah, I was just on vacation in Hawaii last month and like he happens to be friends with my brother. That's it. That's all. And they were like, so then I pull up to the bar to drop them off and I'm like, yeah, get the fuck out of my car. Obviously, I didn't say that, but I was just like, "Mm, have a nice life. Little do you know, you just ruined my Uber career because I'm never doing this again. And when they're getting out of the car, they're like, oh, um, be sure to tell him next time you see him that like we said, hey. I was like, (laughs) close my fucking door. Bye. Like, you know, get the hell away from me. Anyway, so here's the best part that launched just a fuck ton of insecurities. So, of course, I had to tell him, obviously. I was like, you'll never guess who I just gave an Uber ride to. And he's thinking like, oh, somebody famous. Like, oh, who's in Richmond? Like, an athlete? Like, the Redskins training camp is in Richmond. So, I guess he, I don't know what he thought. But he was like, oh, who? And so I like said her full name because she told me her full name. Um, and I was like, oh, so-and-so. And he takes a second to answer me. And I shit you not, y'all, his response, and I quote, was, oh, blankety blank. Had to go to Facebook for that one. Been a while. I was like you had to go to Facebook to look up a girl that you had sex with. And in my mind, again, teeny bopper Elizabeth. Now I understand because I've just met and heard so many stories where I'm like, okay, yeah, people literally do this like it's nothing. And I was just so mind blown. I was like, wow, had to go to Facebook for that one. And then he tried to spin it as if like she went by like a different name in college or like a shorter name or something. Sarah was a bad name to use because that's not, that's not short for anything. But, um, you know, it was just, it was just mind blowing and it really, it really just did a number on me (laughs) for a very long time. And it's something that I carried through that really, not just that specifically with that girl, Um, but it's something that I carried through my relationship and it was a big insecurity of mine. And it was like, once I learned that information, it completely skewed things for me. And it's like any girl that I met that has known him from the past, I was just immediately like, so did you have sex with her? Usually the answer was yes, if I'm being honest. So I had a right to be like, okay, cool. Is this one of them too? You know? And you know, if any of the girls that I've met through him happen to still follow me on social media or happen to listen to this podcast. And I just, I just want to apologize because I was probably super not warm towards you. And that's just really immature on my end. And I was just a very young, insecure child with a warped view on sex. Um, 
So I apologize to those girls if you happen to be listening. My bad. I apologize. I was like head over heels in love. And of course, I was insecure. So boom, didn't like you, never gave you a chance. I apologize. Sorry. But anyway, that's my Uber driving story. That was just something else. I'll never forget that. That shit was so funny. It's hilarious now. But anyway, taboo topics. Yeah, I want to talk about them. If you guys have any stories anywhere close to that, better, worse, whatever, please send them to me. Um, Yeah. And if guys, something I've been wanting to mention like every episode that I just keep forgetting um, is that I started Where's the Handbook because I want to talk about literally anything and everything. So if there is something that you want me to address or that you want to hear more about, let me know because I I mean, I do have a lot of things planned, but I also am open to anything. And I will say this, that even if it's something that I can't relate to and that I can't, um, you know, that I don't have experience with, I guarantee that there is somebody in my network of people that I know that has experience, has knowledge, and I can either talk to them about it or have them on to share whatever it is you want to talk about. Like nothing is off the table here and I don't know how to make that any more clear. Like please hit me up. You guys, I have so many ideas coming. We're going to tackle mental health. Um, We're going to tackle, you know, so many different topics like I keep saying, and they're coming, they're coming. But also, I don't want to get away from the storytelling aspect that I originally started this podcast for. And it's for stories like that, just like dumb shit that has happened to me in my life. And, um, you know, you guys are on this journey with me and my journey of self-reflection and my journey of, you know, navigating single life in Hawaii. And, you know, I also am so ashamed. Well, not really. I hate to admit it because I talked so much shit, but you guys, I'm obsessed with TikTok. I said it. I said it. And I just think that it's so fun. And I'm going to take Where's the Handbook to TikTok because I've got stories for you and I've got mini stories for you. And I've just got so much coming for TikTok. I still don't even know how to work the damn app. It's like mind blowing to me but it's coming. Um, it's, it's just really fun. So follow me on TikTok. It's the same as Twitter podcasting WTH, but you guys, yeah, seriously, send me your stories. Let me know what you want to hear about. I've got ideas. I'm feeling inspired again. I just needed that week break to really just, you know, gather my thoughts, process David, process my trip home, get back home, get into a routine, but I'm back. I'm back at it again. And I'm so excited. I hope you guys are having such a great year so far. Seriously, hit me up. You know what to do. Slide in my DMs. Hit that subscribe button. You guys also, I have reached out to so many more platforms. We, I say we, well, we are a we, but Where's the Handbook has been streamed so far in 18 countries. Never thought that that would ever fucking happen. That's absolutely insane. And this year I turned 27 and I wasn't going to say this, but if we hit 27 countries, I think I might do something crazy for Where's the Handbook. I'm not sure what yet, but I told myself that in my car ride home from work today. 
And now I said it out loud, so now I have to do it and think of something. But anyway, that being said, you guys know what to do. Scratch, smash that subscribe button. Um, Leave me a rating and review. Follow me on Instagram at Where's the Handbook and on Twitter and now TikTok, podcasting WTH. 